Hi, I'm your host, Tom DeSavia. Join me as I interview guests for music and entertainment from around the world about what they're up to right now. Stay tuned, because we're gone in 30 minutes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Gone in 30 Minutes. Very, very happy. I think it's our 10th guest. I believe you're our 10th guest, Matt. Wow. Our guest today is Matt Berniner. Welcome. Welcome, my friend. Welcome to Thanks. the podcast. Um, do people try to throw a hard G in your name all the time? They do. I mean, it's um, even family members often have. It's it's a, it's often been debated how to how, how how my last name is pronounced. Burninger, Burninger, Burninger is. We answered everything. So what are you up to right now, buddy? What's going on? Drinking uh, coffee in 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 my in my garage cave office which is behind my brother's uh house um which is a few blocks from where i live and yeah i'm coming here i've been i've been i've been attempting to uh to to do nothing um as much as possible lately just come and sit not even turn on turn on the stereo um and see what happens so i've been i've, I've literally been making putting a lot of effort into doing nothing it's not it's not it's not easy just to sit there. It's my version of meditating, just like so sitting in a chair. Doing nothing but being in your creative space as yeah. opposed to yeah. yeah, doing nothing. You know, it's like I it's um there's a lot that can happen when you when you sit there and just just waste an hour, you know, just like stare out the window or does it wind up turning into something? Is does your nothing End in something end turning into something eventually because you just your clock slows down, you know. You can just like, you know, um, I will not pretend that it is a form of meditation at all because I can't even get close to meditating. I've tried to meditate so many times, I can't, uh, or at least maybe I can. It's just I don't never have confidence that I actually am. Um, anyway, yeah, but no, no, I, I, I it's 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 nice to have a, a, a spot, and I do most of my writing like here, I do so much or just most of my uh processing you know here um and uh yeah i like having an office i think it's um when i when i quit my sort of corporate job um um that was something i really missed i like going to a place i like going to an office going to a, a room and you know and, and sharpening the pencils and and thinking okay here we go um I don't necessarily write well in the office, but it's, I like being in the office. <laughs> it's like uh, I do more of my writing outside the office, but sort sort of going to the office is, is uh, some other part of the ritual. Has has our current world, our our COVID world, changed your creative process at all? Like, because you were you're supposed to be on tour right now, like like many people, right? You were supposed yeah. to be on pretty extensive national tour and then promoting Serpentine Prison, yeah. which just came out. Mm -hmm. And so do, do you find it's like, it's launched you into thinking differently about your creative process or you just like take this? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th I mean, um, on, on some levels it's, it's, um, touring. I, I, I always, I did manage after a while to start to find ways on tour to uh to go to the office meaning to disappear uh, you know I, I i the hotels and just like putting on the do not disturb sign on the hotel room and just closing the curtains uh i i, I spend more time on tour 
probably in a hotel room mm-hmm. with like you know a candle lit and in the blackout curtains um than i do anywhere else on tour you know um in a lot of it is is i just have to uh recharge i have to rest and and like the doing the shows and the travel um is incredible it's exhausting and exciting and then if you try to add partying on top of that um then then you just you can only do that for like a week and you're in your and you're you're ruined that's why bands don't last very long so i don't really party uh much um i party on stage i party right before (laughs) you know we get on stage and i but i i really go back in i so 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 when i'm in my hotel room i am able to kind of get into that you know sort of just slow weird uh gooey creative brain space um especially because the jet lag and and so in, in a lot of ways touring can 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 actually um can actually be be a creative place um after a while if you figure out how to do that you know you turn you turn your hotel room into a uh, weird weird dark mental you know exploratory space you know like and that 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 works i i found touring much healthier once i like learned how to like kind of make my the hotel room mine every time you know does that make sense yeah Um, and it's funny i wonder if you because i I was talking to someone about this the other day where you know by my job which i've been doing since i was 19 my job is essentially to be an an extrovert that's just (laughs) meeting with people all the time you're you're interacting with people all the time in an office environment or in a social environment. Yeah. But I've always said like, I always need at least like if I could go like three, four days mm-hmm. and then I, when I run out the battery, it just stops. Mm-hmm. It stops, And I need alone time to sort of recharge. Yeah. And I've sort of read this and X sent me something once about the, the, uh, the extroverted introvert or the introverted extrovert. I forget what it was. And, yeah. and I read and I checked off every box. I'm like, Oh shit, that's what I am. You know, and this yeah. so I found to be able to take that time. And now it's sort of the opposite. Now I'm looking for things like this to sort of yeah. engage me. And it's yeah. you know, I mean, have you because same thing, you probably haven't been home this long in yeah, know, how long? Fifteen years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is a funny thing. Everyone's social behaviors are so uh flipped or 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 just uh, I mean and yeah, I, I get that. I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I've. So much of my life is about um, being an extrovert, you know, whether it's on stage or whether it's in interviews, you know, or whether it's uh, um, just backstage and on tour and and and, and you know everywhere. When you're, when you're around people, so many, you know, so many people all the time, um, and your you know obligation is to go to so many sort of get-togethers and not not obligation, but just these, these things you can't say no to and um you're you're forced to 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 be um i've i've had to learn to be a um a uh, more social person um a, a, or or learn how to how to how to how to figure out how to how to enjoy that if i can more than 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 i think uh, it, you know is natural for a person to enjoy you know i think yeah. most I think most people actually struggle at parties and struggle at at right. um, at, at social events, um, and I do. Um, where whereas like a rock show 
is perfect because it's not that social. I mean, it's social. You get to be around all these people. It's also like church where you don't do a lot of talking. You're not supposed to like mingle that much. You're supposed to be there together in a thing, experiencing something together. And and I like those kind of social things, you know? Well, it's funny going back to what you were saying earlier. So you were, you were an office hack for a long time. You were, you had a day job, you went to work like, so that had to add some weird discipline to your life that then you were able to unshackle. Did that, did a lot of that discipline stick with you? Do you think that like that structure, I should say, I don't know if discipline's the right word. Yeah. Or, or the, I think this, I mean, it's sort of the right word. I think the professionalism or something like that. Yeah. Meaning, um, yeah, yeah. Going like, Getting a job and 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 um and kind of rising the ranks. I, I moved to New York and became a junior designer at a at a new media company. Just right as right as people were starting to have websites, you know, it was just shortly after email. People started using email, um, right. and um and so like ninety whatever ninety late nineties and 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 um and I went from junior designer to creative director in a, probably about five or six years, and um. And having clients and lots of different types of clients, you know, like like cool like clients that were like you know the Metropolitan Museum of Art. But then um, there's a thing called the Thomas Register, which is like an encyclopedia, like a of machine parts, like all like the, the the smallest you know every kind of machine part. If you're building for for engineers building machines, it was right. how to find all the parts to build machines, and it was like these huge. You know, it would take up a, a wall in 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 a uh, me mechanics office or a machinist or you know room. Th th these encyclopedias, and I had to figure out take take all that and make a website for that. And that was like that was exciting. That was really fun. And um and having having all these different cl like corporate clients and pharmaceutical clients and 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 financial industry clients and you know learning all the sectors and stuff and having working with a big team of really interesting professional people and. You know, high like high stress turnarounds, and you know, you know, all nighters all the time, and 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 um, that was uh, and then hiring a team of people, um, and then later, you know, with the the bubble burst, then having to lay off people, having to go through all of that side of what it is to be a uh, business, yeah, um, all of that very much informed. All my writing, I think, towards the beginning, you hear me writing so much about feeling a business, like like a business person trapped in, like or, like, or something, you know, inside of a. And um, but that continues now. I really, I, I mean, I, and I genuinely value all of that experience. You know, I think the national is still a band. Um, a lot of it is because we all maybe sort of went through some sort of. Uh, phases of learning about just friendship art and 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 trying to trying to make a smart trying to do make smart business choices you know yeah. from the beginning Aaron's like that too you know and and everybody in the band I think I think I think a lot of our experience um of being in New York and all having kind of whatever serious jobs did ultimately really um help the national navigate a lot of uh things what were you so what were you like as a kid um i mean i had a huge ego i think i had i think i mean i was mostly like a goofy kid i think i got a lot of got a, got away with a lot a lot of shit because of sense of humor but i was a nice kid i was always you know i was i think um you know i i think 
I would always be asked to all the dances because I was nice and could dance pretty good. And like my sister, my older sister's friends would always ask me to their dance, high school dances and stuff like that. Uh, I was, um, I was like medium popular, you know, um, I wasn't that athletic, but I was somewhere in the sort of like a foot in both the nerd artsy nerd and, 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 whatever tough guy world i don't know i was kind of like yeah was music invading your life like from a young age like well, because i know about your art background but and but when did music sort of come i mean I, I i do it's funny like I, being in love with music and in hit music around the house like when I, as a kid um it, i always think of I've talked about this a lot, but you know, my, my parents didn't have a big record collection, but the 20 or so records they had were just like all I really remember f until I was four, 13 or 14. Right. So be before I was 13 or 14, it was, it was, you know, some country, Willie Nelson, Roberta Flack, some R and B, you know, Olivia Newton, John stuff and, and, and Judy Collins and you know, just kind of a, a, a kind of weird spectrum of stuff, but not not a big collection of music. One of those twenty records your pop had was Stardust by Willie Nelson, mm -hmm. and that was something you've been listening to or just had heard. It was in the air growing up, right? That was one of the major records. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize till we were talking that that record was produced by Booker T. Right. I've known that record for years, and so it, it, that had to inform your makeup so much is hearing that record so much and and i'm coming back around because obviously you made this new record and you have a partnership yeah. with booker t now how did how did that come about you two getting together well well uh you know it, it's a very circuitous circuitous way is that is that about 12 years ago booker uh, i was asked to sing on a do a duet with sharon jones on, on a record that booker t was doing and then back then i didn't even know that he had produced and arranged stardust right i did that wasn't in my right. head um all i knew is that wait booker t jones and at first i was like wait you're talking about the booker t jones wants me and so i i went and did that and that was just this incredible experience and, and i got to meet him and i met all these really incredible people including sharon jones uh the late sharon jones no relation um but um and i just really really just that was just one of these one of these amazing experiences that I almost just like well that happened and put it away, like in this like like someday I'll tell that story like because um, it was only a few hours that I was in the studio with him and then, and so um, and we did not keep in touch um, for ten years Booker and I, um, but about two years ago. Um, I was cooking up the idea of doing a covers album and um and I and I a local record store here um I, I went was buying a bunch of vinyl that I and they had Stardust I was like oh Stardust like you know my one of my dad's favorite records and I took it home and I flipped it over and right on the top I, I should pull it out um but right on the top it says produce and arrange in all caps by Booker T Jones and and that was one of these like that was these like this record was produced by Booker and I, and like, I, I met him once and maybe I could get him to play on, on, on something someday. And cause I want to make a record that's kind of like this. And um, yeah. And that was, and so I, I, I went to his website and clicked on the button um, for management and, 
his daughter Olivia wrote me back the next day, um, and you know, luckily they remembered who I was from ten years earlier, and 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 he was interested, and and it developed into this whole um, sort of relationship where we were working on a lot of covers, and then I started sh sharing some originals with him, and and um, this record um, turned into more originals than covers, but it was a it was a it was a um, it wasn't like a, I hadn't been thinking about this for like a long time. It was, yeah. it was it kind of the idea came up of a, of a covers record. And then this like lucky connection I made and I reached out and made it work. And, and he, 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 he was incredible. I just, it was such a, uh, the whole thing I feel like it was a, almost like a dream, you know? It's amazing when you go down the Booker T sort of rabbit hole and realize just how much of pop culture is touched. And it's yep. at those moments, like, I didn't know till we were having that conversation. I knew the Stardust record really well. I didn't know he produced it until you brought that up. Yeah, and you don't know. There's so many things that, that he's on that you just, that he's all over the place and you don't realize it. And, um, yeah, just, there, you know, he's very much the Zelig-like character um, in contemporary uh, American music, you know, like like everything, disco and and, and country and, and soul and everything, you know, and so it's, um, and, and, but I, I actually did not bring in Booker for any aesthetic. I mean, I mean, yes, Stardust, he produced and arranged it. And I wanted the, I wanted the record to have that kind of a, of a atmosphere and that kind of a sort of feeling to it, but it wasn't so much that I wanted Booker to bring in all these different genres, you know, with him. It was I kind of wanted his just his personality, um, and because because I remember in the studio, you know, a decade earlier, which is it was a chaotic situation. A lot of people were were coming and going. It was kind of, you know, in in a, you know not a lot of time. It was on a on a on a on a schedule and 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 through in in the middle of that, Booker was just so pleasant, you know. Um, and, and made it so, I mean, I remember being really worked up and nervous and, you know, and, and he was, uh, he was just so pleasant. Uh, so I was like, well, I wonder what would happen if I spent two and a half weeks with him, you know, instead of two and a half hours. And all I can say, it was, it was, it was incredibly pleasant the whole time. It was, he brought, he brought that thing that this sort of like making the room fun, making the room feel serious, making the room feel like we're, we're 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 here to do something important, you know, and and he brought all that and and, and all the musical stuff too. Well, you, know? you just said, and that's what I mean. I was sort of getting around to because he does one of the things like that. As there's, you know, really, you know, uh, there's many types of producers, and there's certainly, you know, the the producers you bring in that you're going to get their sound. You're going to get like, okay, I want that. I want the Daniel Lenoir guitar sound. I want the, you know, whoever drum sound. I want the thing, the thing that I went down this rabbit hole a while ago, because I knew those MG records really well, but I didn't know like a lot of what he'd done. And I literally started right. at Wikipedia and went through. And what's fascinating about him, I think specifically about when it comes to Serpentine Prison is he's such a chameleon that he doesn't, enforce a sound on anything he does that I hear. I guess if someone wants a Booker T vibe, he could sit there and and, and deliver that, but he really kind of comes in and, and it seems like, you know, it's a it's a wholly wholly new sound you two created. Yeah, with Booker it's almost like there's a there's a, there's a, there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a 
I don't know, there's a special sort of vibe, there's a temperature, there's a spirit in the room on songs that he's on. And 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 you won't know it's necessarily Booker T. Like like there's some some songs have like a like just a spirit to them, and I mean, is it the way he's playing the Hammond? Is it because he does it so subtly, and you don't hardly knows he 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 only he only steps into the spotlight um, when you're you you know you you're so moved by the song you don't even realize you're listening to a, a Hammond solo, right? Right. right. So he's. He knows that he's always there servicing something else, right? And so I think that's why he's an incredible musician. He's an incredible producer. Is because when he's listening back, he's not listening for for individuals. He's not listening for so specifically himself at all. He's listening for a an experience, right? And yeah. and and he'll know exactly what these ingredients. I mean, he's just a chef. He's a master chef. Where you like, like you know, he takes of a. <laughs> he a sip of soup, and he knows exactly what to take out and what right. to add. You know, right. right? So that's what it was like all the time, all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 real. And like I said, just getting to know you uh, during all this, you seem to be someone who's really a collaborator. You really enjoy collaboration. And yeah, I can't do anything. Um, I can't really make anything alone. Even, I mean. Like, like I, I would never just sit down and like write a novel or I would never like even doing, you know, art painting and, 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 and artwork like that. I do do it, but like, I don't, it's like, it's more fun to do it in a studio with a bunch of people, you know, where there's like a bunch of people making art. Like I, 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 I like art camp. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I, that's why I do love being in a band and I love going in the studio and I love being in, in a design studio or in, uh, all that stuff. I, I, I do like being on a team of, of creative people trying to solve a problem together. You know, it's like West Wing or something or Apollo 13. I love that vibe, you know, and all right, time to make a record, you know, or go on tour and you, and you, you rally the, you get everybody together. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't really, I can't, I can't really make stuff yeah, no, I, it, stuff alone, but it's, 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 it's lonely. Well, I was going to say, was it, it had to be a, you know, an, an adjustment just going into a solo creation. And you seem to put together the right staff for it. Was it was it fun? Would it, it make you enjoy it more when you were around another group of people? It made, solo me, it made me, one big thing is it made me realize just how fun it is to make music with, with anybody and, and how fun it is to be in a room with people. And I think what the problem is sometimes with rock bands, and I'll say this with the national, like, we've been in the room so many rooms together so many small rooms all over the world shows backstages for so long and you just start to you just you start to breathe the same oxygen and and you, that's why i think the nationals is still a, 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 a an interesting and good and, and healthy band because everybody is able to like get out of that room sometimes and go into some other rooms and realize like oh remember why you go into rooms with people it's not about it's about what you're doing together, not not what's what, what's going on with you individually, you know. Or, and uh, yeah, so so it's it's it reminds you. It's like it's like when you when you when you when you join another gang for a while, it reminds you like like what 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 or, or you, you 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 spend time with another family. Right. It, you know, you really start to learn about your own family and and put your own family in perspective. You know. Yeah. Right on. Okay. You know what it's time for, Matt. 
Is it time for the lightning? The, the lightning hat. Or the lightning round, the Sammy Tell me if this is hat. the truth. Is that Sammy Davis's junior his actual hat? That is actually, I actually have a certificate of authenticity I could send you if you don't believe me. And I wish you'd I'd like you to so aggressive and challenge like me that right away. That certificate. Um, yeah, I've got, it, right I've, got it, I've got another room. I swear to God. No, it was a friend of mine went and bought it at a estate sale. That's that. It's an Abercrombie and Fitch. That is cool. Hat. That is a Rat Pack hat. That's a Rat Pack hat. Maybe I'll let you, I'll let you borrow it. Okay. But just borrow it. You can't have it. You're I've got a douchey. I've got a really douchey Rat Pack hat. I'll put on for my uh, for the end. Okay, I'll do it to it. You know. Here's my. Uh, I will. My... I took my questions out of the hat, and I'll just wear this. I did go through a phase of thinking that if I got just the right hat, I would. I would. This was all a setup to just make me look oh, idiotic in a hat, isn't it? Look how cool you look in that hat. No, look I look like a like a jackass. I look like a jackass. I look like I'm. I'm I look uh, like jackasses. Anyway, good. All right. Well, I'll still anyway, like, I, I took the questions out, so I'm just going to ask the questions. You yeah. can pass on any of these, but I might judge you um, if you pass. Um, I always like to start with, "Who's your first celebrity crush?" Go for it. Um, Olivia Newton-John. Good one. For What's sure. the best single day on the calendar for you? The best single day? Yes. Ooh, I like Christmas Day. I'm, it's also my dad's birthday. I like. I love. Oh, nice. I mean, it's always a stressful day. I like the day. I like the 26th. That's the best, right? That's, That's my favorite. Day. The longest time until Christmas again. Yeah, and then it's like all oh, the family shit's over, but you don't have to go back to school, and you can just like you, nobody's gonna. You can do whatever the fuck you want on the 26th. You know, um, I, I like that one the, the best. Uh, our producer uh, just pointed out to me that it's the 11th show, not our 10th. We specifically. Find that eleven is a good number and a very lucky okay. number. Can we go with that? So you're the eleventh yeah. guest. That I'm I'm okay with that. What's the first turn tune you learned to play? I can't play any tunes. You do, can you not play anything? Actually, no, no. I took piano lessons. No, I I I I I took piano lessons um, and you know did all that stuff. Um, what's the ten 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 or whatever that one. Um, uh, Florida Loon or whatever. <laughs> um, and so, but I, I, I got really stressed out uh, learning a piano in a, in, a, in a recital, and I think I turned away from that. Um, and so, I can't really, um, I really don't play any instruments. Um, so, I mean, I can toot, I can toot away on a harmonica um, as long as I don't. It doesn't have to be in key with anything. Do you ever do that, like outside, lonely, one tear rolling down your face, and just? Yeah. Play something emotional. I do that. There I you do. go. Okay. I well, I'm, I want to see you do that wearing this hat. I do that. Um, I ride my bike with no hands and just playing the harmonica with the tears coming down. That's <laughs> how I met my wife. We get matching teardrop tattoos. Uh, what musician do you wish, wish the world knew more about? Eric Bachman of uh, Arches of Loaf and Crooked Fingers. Yeah, I think he's, I mean, I think a lot of people do know about him, but. Uh, Eric Bachman is is right is a songwriter. I, I just think is uh, I just love the way he writes songs. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, who else do you love? What other songwriters? Who are your favorites, new or old? <sighs> well, I do. I, I I mean, I think right now there are uh, more. I actually think there are better songwriters right now than there than there have been in a long time. Um, I think um, a lot of people. Like we've 
I've talked a lot about Phoebe Bridgers. I think she's one of the best writers. I think Fiona Apple's writing incredibly powerful stuff. I think Nick Cave is actually even writing his yeah. his most powerful stuff. And Leonard Cohen's last record was his most powerful, or like one of his most powerful records. So I, I actually, Black Star, you know, by David Bowie. I think I think we are we are in uh, phases of of high high art really good music really good rock and roll um christian lee hudson is a really great songwriter um i I know i've been i've i've been working with so many really amazing new people that um and just with touring with the national just so so many uh, this is the kit and and evo and 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 we just we we we, i've i've met so many adia victoria we've had so many incredible um people open for us that i that i i think the bar is is much higher in terms of songwriting than it was uh 10 years ago or like even or when i started what mystery do you wish you knew the answer to well, I really genuinely uh, would love for a higher intelligence to present itself um, and 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 save our save our asses. Um, uh, yeah, so I really, I really long. I, I I don't I don't I don't need uh, or desire the existence of of an interventionist god at all. Just give us cooler hats from the cooler future. It's all we want. It's all we want. Seriously, man, your record has been. Um, a really, uh, I, I'm going to use the I word, but important record to me during lockdown. It's great to get to know you. And I you can't. Said important, not impotent. Impotent. Got it. It's impotent. But that's why I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking a better hat might help me out. I'm glad yeah. it's helping you. I'm glad it's working. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Um, <laughs> just getting warmed up and we got to go. Yeah, I know. We're just starting to get inappropriate. That's great. Um, This was fun. Thank you, Tom. It was fun. Thank you for being here. Uh, Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next time on the show. Gone in 30 minutes. The logo's right there. There he is. There he is. I don't know if if we're in post-production mode, but here it is. (laughs) There it is. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Matt. All right, you guys. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Bye. This show was presented by Craft Recordings. Thanks for joining us for Gone in 30 Minutes, produced by Laura Saez. I'm your host, Tom, and we'll catch you next time.